Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. A listener just asked me about a podcast for rodeoing. They want to go to do pro rodeos, but they're a little bit concerned mentally about it and if they're ready. So here's what I can tell you. Um, The main thing you have to do when you want to go and do pro rodeo is you just kind of have to give yourself a year to figure things out, but it really does help when you have a game plan. For instance, um, I would do some open rodeos before I did pro rodeos and see how my horse handles performance versus slack and you don't always have optimum ground conditions so I would make sure that I'm learning how to stand my horse up in the ground um, maybe staying two hands longer rather than going to the horn early where they get where they're leaning or laying down more in the turns Um, the other benefit of going to open before pro is the cost you don't have to buy a permit you don't have to pay the high entry fees knowing that the competition is going to be within three tenths usually of the fastest time to get a check if you're lucky maybe a half a second so you need to give yourself a little bit of saving grace because you could lose your confidence when you start stepping yourself up into higher competition i do feel though that you're only as good as your competition so pushing yourself to get to that level is important but i also think you should do it when you know you and your horse are both Uh, prepared physically mentally and emotionally so let's say you have a year under your belt and you have been clocking in the 1d and 2d at jackpots and maybe even super shows then you probably are ready to try the open rodeo to the pro rodeo and see how your horses handle adversity here's the thing about mental game for a rodeo you have to not be dependent on getting in the arena beforehand you have to be comfortable with adversity meaning that They could change the events and all of a sudden move the barrels before another event, um, giving you barely any notice to get ready. Um, They could be bulls in the um, buck and shoots when you're getting ready to make your run. They may not drag, um, but on every 10 to 15 riders, um, they may, uh, you know, in Florida we have deep ground, so sometimes they'll drag on every five, but a lot of times it'd be every 10. So if you got bottom of the ground, that's a disadvantage. The other thing about rodeo is, you know, there's usually two or three days of rodeos and they have um, different performance times. And if it's not in a building, a covered arena, you could very well get the worst ground if you pull up on it on the night that just had a a big old rainstorm and the arena is a, a flood. So there's a lot of adversity to rodeo that you have to not let those things affect you so listening to my podcast about mental game could really help you by not letting outside things you can't control affect how you do things what you can control is how you warm up how you visualize the arena how you um, wait your turn just the moments before your run your routine of breathing prayer keeping your horse relaxed how you go down the alleyway and how you approach the pattern Um, focus on the things you can control and not what you can't So there is a lot of things in rodeo you can't control and you usually drive a long way and a lot of times you get performance or slack that you didn't want. So most of the time people will, um, once you buy your permit, you have to call in when things are, you know, you can go to the website and you need to go through the rule book and make sure you understand all the important things about uh, entering and turning out and 
all of that. Um, normally there's a Facebook page that you might be able to request trades if you need it, or you can learn up on the rule book about getting in with a buddy or whatever. But if you request per performance and you have a permit, most of the times you're going to get put in Slack. So just kind of be prepared for that. If you don't think you can run in Slack, you may not want to enter because um, more than likely you're going to get Slack. So they say it's not a uh, draw, but I do believe the card holders get preference um, over permit holders. So um, I would be aware that not everybody's going to want to swap with you. Everybody's going to want the time that they want. So just be prepared that you may get dumped into slack and that may be one in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning and you may be driving early or late to get to it so um, those are some of the disadvantages um, but but again you have to really kind of know your horse um, I know when I would go to certain pro rodeos some are more enclosed and louder especially the buildings and that can really get a horse really upset and on the muscle so you've got to learn how to handle that with them you know when to bring them up to the arena how to keep them focused on you and all of those kind of things that's really important um, but you know the biggest thing I think for people when they're learning to go to pro rodeos is making sure you call in when you're supposed to um, you can always call back and get your um, your draw um, you can even you know wait till later to almost closing time just call in and say hey uh, how many in this perf and that perf and and then you'll see if there's no shot for it you know and then you can ask for slack and you might get an earlier draw in slack um, as your preference but usually you'll request um, your main choice and then a backup choice and and you still may get if you go you know first performance second performance you still might get slack so those are all things that you have to consider um, once you do fill your permit with a thousand dollars of 1d money whether it be at divisional tour approved events or at pro rodeos that allow permit holders um, you will be eligible to purchase your card every year after that and um, then you may be able to get into different rodeos and such but generally you're going to enter in your circuit and over here in florida is the southeastern circuit and that's you know florida georgia you know they have rodeos all, all over in the southeast that you may choose to go further to them uh, you know Alabama whichever but um, you just have to kind of go on the WPRA uh, website and find out what rodeos are coming up and in Florida all of them are almost at one time it seems like you know they actually have two or three in the same weekend rather than spreading it out over a year we have a lot in the spring and things like that so so you just have to kind of figure out where you want to enter and um and try to get the draws that you want and and again um get it videoed look at your pictures uh, learn from it you know how your horse handled things journal about it um those are all very important things and don't let uh, mistakes take your confidence away just think of it as a learning experience and be positive about it understand that this is a learning um, year for you and your horse in this environment and um, I definitely think that, uh, you know, it's not ideal for your horse's first year of competition. You know, it may not even be for their second years. You know, some horses don't rodeo till their third year of competition. But again, it just depends on um, most of the time you're better off to season them in jackpots first year, uh, maybe super shows uh, if you're doing futurity. 
but you got to get them in those environments, you know, and season them to those as well. Uh, Everything's a seasoning process. So that's why I do think open rodeo definitely gives you a chance to see what your horse thinks of slack and performance versus, um, and those ground conditions and the adversity of ropers and bulls and side acts. You know, the first time your horse sees monkeys riding a dog or a big old carriage being pulled by horses, um, those are all things that can really get them wound up if it's something they're not used to. So certainly, um, give them some grace, give yourself some grace. Also remember, Um, rodeos you may not have places to warm up you know at Lakeland Pro Rodeo we have to warm up in the park around the picnic tables Uh, you know and it's really not a good place so you have to learn that you can long trot straight lines maybe to warm up or you know walk small circles or trot small circles to get yourself warmed up you know you have to lope circle around a tree you may have to park in the cement so you may have to learn to have the air ride boots and um you know, cloud boots or whatever you call them, the brands that are out there um, for their hooves so that they're not standing in cement. Um, If you're hauling longer miles, you may have to, you know, look at different, different care for your horses for keeping their hooves and legs and bodies not getting sore just from the miles in the trailer. Rather than just hauling to a local one hour away event, you may be driving three to five to six hours at a time to go to a rodeo. So, those are a lot of things that I think people don't realize about rodeo world. It's more road founder than it is the actual competition that's hard on the horse um, and the riders. It's a lot of hauling late at night, early mornings. It's just a lot. So, um, but people that love it, love the hair of the crowd, love the competition, um, love the traveling, you know, you'll really enjoy it. Um, There's other people that prefer like the super shows where you're camped out for three days in the same place and you get three runs. Other people like the adversity of getting in and out of a place in two hours. And that is the other thing you learn um, about going up and paying your dues at the secretary's office. They've got cutoffs on that stuff. They don't play. If you don't meet your cutoffs, you're out. You know, if you don't call in at the right time, if you don't pay at the right time. Those are all things that they're very stickler about, and you have to be very, very conscientious of the rules. Um, You know, you have to know you can be fined quickly for things if you do things you're not supposed to, like go in the arena or anything like that that you're not supposed to. They're very particular. Um, There are a lot of rules, so read the rule book. Uh, Go to your Facebook pages for the WPRA. Stay up on the website. You know, just be very current. Ask other barrel racers that do it. Um, they'll be sure to help you as well. Um, it's just one of those things that you don't really know if you're going to like it or your horse is going to like it till you do it. And, um, and if you have a decent first year, then there's a pretty good chance that your second year is going to be better. And then, you know, once you do well in your circuit, maybe set yourself a goal um, to be in the top 20 of your circuit or something and, you know, grow from there. And then, people that's how people set um ideas for the nfr because once you do good in your circuit if you're in the top one and two you get to go to the bigger um events the bigger money rodeos and stuff and then that all leads to you know making more money so that you might be able to qualify for the nfr and then then you actually have a uh there's actually people who are paid professionally to do your entering for you so that you can just focus on rodeoing and they know where to put you and when to put you to get your best um, bang for your buck, especially like Cowboy Christmas for 4th of July and all of that. 
So, you know, this is how people make a living. Most people don't go on the road alone. Most people have family or friends that travel with them to help them because it is a lot, um, the driving and the care and, and all of that. So while it looks very glamorous, there's a lot of non-glamour that goes on, the bad runs, you know, the entry fees donated. Um, so it may seem like a glamorous thing. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, lame horses. Um, you know, so having a backup horse is important. Um, if you have all your eggs in one basket, that can be a challenge too, because even the best horses need time off and they get sore. So, um, so I hope that gives you some idea. I don't mean to be, uh, pointing out all the negatives. There's a lot of positives too. When you do lay down that run and you hear the crowd and you win a check and all of those things, those are all awesome, awesome times. So it's certainly fun to do and everybody will figure out what it is that their favorite thing is and if priority is your thing um, it's certainly a, uh, a situation where you want to treat your mental game the same as you would at a jackpot or super show you worry about what you can control not what you can't you prepare you have your normal routines that you do in advance um, you know, you're, you're, how early you want to be there, your normal when you tack up, when you warm up, your mindset of your run, you know, visualizing the, the run, knowing where the stakes are for the barrels and the timers and, um, you know, what your horse might do based on how the arena is set up. Like I said, horses respond differently when it's a claustrophobic loud arena versus a wide open pin, you know, and the barrels are nowhere near the fences. So, you know, if you have a horse that's better, you know, free running, they do better in the buildings. If you have a horse that's a push horse, they might free up better in the outdoors. Um, you know, it just, you know, it just depends. Um, you know, and some people have two kinds of horses. They have a horse for the buildings and a horse for the big pins. So, um, it really, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have a horse that excels in all situations, that's awesome. So, you know, those are just things to consider and, and all a big part of it. And you start to learn, and that's another trick uh, you'll learn to get up there in the standings is don't waste money in pins you know your horse won't excel in. Start going to the pins you know that they have a chance to get a check because it's competitive. Like I mentioned, you'll pay a lot, 100 bucks an entry fee, usually 80, 100, depending on how much added money. And, you know, they, they may only pay three tenths and we're talking three tenths of of maybe 80 girls that are really good you know some of the best and you have to run against all of them for a piece of the pie so the checks will be further and fewer between uh, especially when you're just getting out there unless you happen to have one of those horses that are just a great amazing horse and um, you know otherwise most people are going to be really working hard for it and you've got to be smart about it and that's where mental game Mental toughness is important, um, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, and planning accordingly. So anyways, I hope that's helpful and gives you an idea of the uh, road for rodeo for mental game and entering. Thank you. And as always, ride with heart and God bless.